two ghost emoji. Woo. Halfway through, I wish I had done like a welcome to ghost emoji. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Because it's Sunday, <laughs> Sunday, Sunday. Because it's Sunday, you know? And nothing it gets is. you pumped like pretending you're doing a wrestling intro for your podcast about paranormal <laughs> stories. Come on, dare the Florida Arena and I'll wrestle you till you, you die. You're spitting teeth out your nose. <laughs> Oh, God. I, Until you die, yes. I don't think Perfect. the guy announcing is usually one of the wrestlers. I think he's excited about the wrestlers. No, they, a lot of the promos would be the guys, like, basically talking to each other and doing their whole goofy acting not, BS. Not the announcer guy? No, I guess not, but a lot of the time they would lead into that. It's so antagonistic. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Then sometimes the announcer guy would be in on it. Like, they they mixed everybody in. Everybody's in there. It was crazy. It was a crazy time. Add them in and spin yeah. them around. Uh, today we have a story that I saw on a Ranker article. And I thought, why have I never heard of this before? It's so interesting. And then when I started to research it, I started to realize why I hadn't heard of it before. And we'll get to that, but we're going to be talking about it's the man from Tarred, which sounds strange, but the whole story's weird. Do you want me to start? Yeah, you take us in. Tell me all about the mysterious man from Tarred. Let's set the stage. It's 1954 at Haneda Airport in Tokyo. That's in Japan, for those of you who, for some reason, don't know that. People who aren't into anime. I guess. Or just someone who's been living in the forest under a rock or in a shack. Um, <clears throat> an otherwise unremarkable white businessman was stopped in customs. He mainly spoke French, but was also fluent in Japanese as well as numerous other languages. For whatever reason, a customs officer began to question him, and when asked where he was traveling from... The man responded that he was from Torrid. Torrid? 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 I don't know. No one knows how to pronounce it because no such country exists. <laughs> it's not real. Uh, so they continued to press him, but he showed them his passport, which said that it had been issued in Torrid. So it was like a perfectly normal looking passport, except that it was from this made up country. Um, there were stamps from other previous trips, including two to Japan from that same year. Um, the man explained that Tarid was a small country on the border of Spain and France, and that it had existed for a millennia, which he was very proud. He kept talking about that. Um, officials showed him a map and pointed out Andorra, which is a small, like, I don't know if it's a province or if it's a full-on country or what, but it's situated in the location that the man had claimed Tarid was... But the man insisted that he was from Tarid, not Andorra. Both sides seem to wholeheartedly believe their version of events. Ain't that just the way? <laughs> Ain't that just uh, the way? Faced with an impasse, customs officials decided that the matter needed to be investigated further, so they invited the man to stay in a local hotel while they completed their inquiry. Does he just, like, dissolve into the bed, leaving a weird ashen, like, outline of his body? 
Shh, we don't know. I bet he does. Okay. <laughs> he agreed, and because they were suspicious of his intentions, two armed guards were posted outside of his hotel room for the entire night. You know, they just wanted to watch out for him. You know, just make mm-hmm. sure he was okay. Um, when it came time to continue questioning the man the next morning, because they basically, they thought he was, like, a criminal in process in progress and so they're like well we just caught him midway and this way he can't finish it and we're gonna get him but when they went to the room the next morning he was nowhere to be found not not turned to ash or swallowed up by the bed that we know of the hotel room was just empty there was no trace of his belongings like his documentation his passport and all that stuff that he had shown them the day before none of that was there um in the hotel room was several floor ups and had uh, floor ups, <laughs> several floors up, and it had no balcony, so he couldn't get out. And even if he had, he would have died jumping out. So people probably would have noticed that. Um, and the only other way he could have left was through the door of his hotel room, which was armed by guards. And they said that not only did he not try to escape, but they didn't really hear anything from inside the room. And then here's where it gets wild and crazy. It's the craziest part of the story. We about to get buck wild. Um, So the fact that there's not documentation from Japanese customs officials supports the idea that this often repeated tale is nothing more than a myth or an urban legend. Whoa! You mean it's not real? (laughs) The year and location are always mentioned, but there's never an exact date. Only the mention that it was hot, so probably a summer month. He's always referred to as the man from Torrid, never an actual name. Yeah, this was where I got really mad because I was looking at that Ranker article and I I put it on my list of things that I thought would be fun to cover like later on. And then I started looking it up and I realized that pretty much every article or page I found about it was almost identical. They just changed up the wording a little bit, and that that was it. I was like, this is total bullshit. <laughs> it sounded so cool, and, I mean, there's nothing to back it up. I don't, I don't get it. I was super mad, but at the same time, I'd already invested time trying to research it, and I was just like, I can't believe that this urban legend made it into, well... I guess I'm not surprised it made it into the esteemed ranker.com website, but just the way they referred to yeah. it, I thought it was like uh, that one guy, what's his name? Like something Tamid? The the guy, he's like, there was a corpse that was found in like Australia or something, and he had like a weird note in his pocket and no one's ever figured out who he was. Like that sort of thing. Nope. The whole incident never received any journalistic coverage, um, and it was actually not reported anywhere, like, written down until a book was published titled The Directory of Possibilities, written by Colin Wilson and John Grant in uh, 1989, and that's 35 years after this supposedly happened. Um, And it was again mentioned in another book called Strange But True, colon, Mysteries and Bizarre People by Thomas Sliman, 
in the year 1999. The year of our Lord. <laughs> but again, uh. like, no, it's not like he came back and was like, hey, this guy from 1989, he didn't give you the good, good deets. I'm here to propose a new theory or give you a real name or even a date or anything. Nope. Nothing. Zero <laughs> info. So, some people think that he, the man from Torrid, was an interdimensional visitor, a time traveler, or even just an exaggeration or a misunderstanding. Andorra is sometimes referred to as um, Terra de Andorra, and maybe the custom officials misheard him, thinking he said Torrid. Uh, this doesn't explain his disappearance, but that could also be an incredible story to cover up a botched investigation. Also, they showed him a map of, like, where Andorra is, and he apparently, this fake man, made a big deal about how he's like, no, it's absolutely not Andorra, I'm from Torrid, why are y'all acting out and saying that it doesn't exist, you know? Scout. Stubber. Scout just added a, a plus in there. He t- tip-typed it on the keyboard. Yep. He's like, I want to introduce myself. Um, see, surprisingly, misplaced travelers such as the businessman from Torrid have appeared on other occasions. Um, and, and these actually had more documentation, although I guess haven't really been proven to be real or not. But at least they had, like, actual names and stuff. Um, in 1851, a man was found wandering Frankfurt. On, on der Oder, Frankfurt on der Oder, in northeast Germany, um, who claimed he was a f- uh, from a country called Laxaria on the continent of Sicuria, Sacria. Uh, another young man who spoke a completely unrecognizable language was caught stealing a loaf of bread in Paris in 1905. Uh, he said he was from Lisbia, which authorities assumed was Lisbon or Lisboa in um, Portuguese. Yet his language was not Portuguese, nor did he recognize a map of Portugal as his homeland. Which, that one I was confused, because I was like, if he's speaking a language that no one recognizes, like, how is he able to say, like, where he was from, you know? There's some holes in this story. Mm -hmm. There's holes in all these stories. And, I mean, they're interesting. Like, everyone loves a good story about, like, a time traveler. I feel like people always grab onto those, like, old photos of people being like, look... This guy's got a cell phone, but this photo is from 1905. It's true. And then it just, well, then it just turns out that it's like, hey, you know what? Is there a chance that you're not super familiar with technology from 1905 and he's holding something totally normal and you just think it's a cell phone? No. <laughs> it's it's a cell phone, Taylor. <laughs> no, it's like when Faye Valentine wakes up from her her coma or whatever in Cowboy Bebop, and he's like, well, what's that? What's that? What's that? And she's like, that's easy. That's a, you know, thermometer. That's a phone. That's a whatever. And he's like, no, that's a microwave. That's a shower. And that's a clothes dryer or something. Like, you just, you're not always familiar with the stuff around you. Yep. I also saw one theory that this man was the devil. Cool. And that one was, even though it could have been my most favorite uh, it it had absolutely nothing to back it up, this already fake-ass story. It just said something like, it's the devil, and he was there to lie and mislead people the way the devil do. Devil's got <laughs> way more fun stuff to do than I was this. like, well, you're just going to come here and, and be annoying and make them put him up in a hotel for a night and then bounce? Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I guess the interdimensional traveler thing would be interesting. I also just can't imagine, like, how frustrating and scary would that be? It's like, I don't know, if you had, like, a like a stroke or, or something and, like, you're communicating with someone and you are a thousand percent sure that you're making sense and you're being logical and then the people around you are like, no, that's not real. Like, what you're saying doesn't make sense. We can't follow you. You're saying things that are untrue. That's really scary to me. Even though this is made up. Yeah. They didn't even give him a name. He ain't got no name. I'll call him Frank. And you will be Frank. Well, he speaks He speaks French, so we'll call him Francois. Francois. Francois from Tarid. He's so. gone now. He was never real, but he gone now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This has been a Super Express episode of Ghost Emoji. Yep. Uh, we're just going to spend the rest of the time talking about cool stuff we've been playing or watching. Because, uh, you know what? I'm just proud we even sat down and did it. Because sometimes you've got other stuff that you got to do. And you don't have time to do a podcast. But we made the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now I want to reward ourselves and just talk about stuff that we like. Yep. Um, we should have talked about it last time, although I'm still technically like two episodes short of finishing it. But um, a few weeks ago, me and Becca were both listening to Up and Vanished, which is a, a pretty good podcast. It's a, it's a true crime pro- podcast, so it's more true crime than paranormal. But, you know, being a lady, I feel like true crime is pretty scary because it's way more likely that you will experience true crime firsthand than uh, anybody else so i think it's scary it's not horrifying (laughs) at all it's fine everything's great but i i've really enjoying it so far i've listened to all of the because there's regular episodes and then they have like mid episodes i guess like in between the big ones where they do case evidence and do like q a and stuff like that which some of it's interesting and then some of it, it gets a little bit repetitive but I would say for a first try at doing a true crime podcast, he, uh, Payne Lindsay or whatever his name is, is, was relatively successful. I agree. And now I just think of him whenever I'm in my bathroom, because that's what I was listening to most of the time I was painting it two weekends ago. Yeah, I think of him when I'm, uh, unpacking our kitchen. Because that's mostly what I was doing when I was listening to Anytime it. you pull out silverware, you're like, "How's what's happened to Tara Grinstead? Where is she? Mm-hmm. And that's what's the, I guess we should say what the podcast is actually about, in case anyone's interested, <laughs> beyond just that it's true crime. I guess. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> it's about um, uh, basically a cold case uh, that's been... Um, cold for literally, what, 12 years? I think she disappeared in 2005. And um, so this guy, uh, Payne Lindsay, decided that he was going to just start investigating it because he was like, you know, I, I just wanted to know what happened. And uh, it's just really interesting. And so he talks to, like, the uh, investigator that the family had hired Maurice. to find her. Yeah, Maurice, I don't remember his last name. Um, And it's just very interesting. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I haven't gotten to the very end of it, 
but at least for me, it kind of had a small leg up on ones like Serial because, you know, while the podcast is going on, like, you know, I guess mild spoiler alert, like, they hit a big clue and actually it's no longer a cold case versus on ones like Serial where it's kind of putting the information out in front of you but you still don't really know for sure what happened. It's kind of like, you make the decision. But in this one, it's like, because they stir up so much interest in the case, you know, people actually start calling in tips and and leads them to, to more real leads, you know, 11, 12 years later. So with that, like, sometimes when I'm listening to it, I, I don't feel like Payne is like full of himself. But I can kind of, I get like some weird feelings from it because he's like, he goes out of his way a lot to be like, this is more than just a case. Like, I'm here to find the truth. And I'm like, okay. But I think you're also probably excited about having it take off like that. Or at least maybe it started like that. And then by the end, he was like emotionally invested. But it's, it's really good. And it's. It's not super long if you don't listen to all the in-between stuff. Even my mom has beat me through all of it. <laughs> she came Dang. to visit me last week and we were driving and she was listening to Atlanta Monster, which one, I was surprised because I didn't know my mom listened to podcasts, which honestly terrifies me because then I'm like, how long before she finds our podcast? <laughs> and then two, I was like, oh, have you listened to Up and Vanish? She's like, oh yeah, I finished that like last week. And I'm like, oh. Okay. Well, I guess I'll I'll get on. She's like, well, I've been driving to Austin a lot, so, you know, after a couple trips, it was just done. So that was good. I'm not done yet, but I'm almost done. Uh, It's like we skipped a week, so I feel like I should have more stuff, but I don't. Yeah, we skipped a week because I was in North Carolina visiting um, my best friend Cass. Oh, yeah. Um, You could talk about the... Uh, the Let's Plays, y'all did some scary movie, or not scary movie, scary game Let's Plays while y'all were there. Yeah, we did the demo for, um, oh my god, I don't remember what it's called. Madison. Madison, yeah, and that was spooky, and I, I definitely want to, like, watch someone play it, um, because I'm, I can't actually play scary games, like, unless, like, I could maybe do it if someone else was there with me playing it with me, but, um... I definitely want to watch a playthrough of it once it's out, out. Yeah, because it, is it uh, just the demo right now? Yeah. Okay. And um, then we also started Doki Doki Literature Club, which is apparently supposed to be uh, a horror kind of weird game. Um, we only got through the first part of it, and then she finished it today, so I'm going to watch that playthrough, but... I was only there for like five days and we were out doing other stuff like we went to a few um, metaphysical shops and bought crystals and met some weird people and some nice people. Learned what to do with those crystals. Learned what to do with those crystals. It was a good time. If you want to hear about it, you can listen to um, uh, Cass and I have a podcast called magical ladies which we're hoping to start doing every two weeks again because we were doing it really well and then both of us either got busy or weren't feeling good or 
both. So we're hoping to start that back up. I hope so. I really like listening to that one just because, like I've said before, like I really enjoy ours, but I feel like y'all's is more like uplifting and like nice to listen to. It's like a friendship time capsule. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I always get excited whenever y'all post a new one. Yeah. But um I miss her already. I mean it's been almost a week, so I should miss her, but <laughs> I was on the plane and I was like, I don't wanna go home. It's hard when you've got friends that are that far away. I know I was so excited when I went to go visit Mojda in Canada. And you get there and you're like, Man, I can't believe we've we've got like three or four days to just hang out. And then it's over so fast. And then you're like, I don't know when I'm going to see you in person next. <laughs> yeah. Feels sad. Mm-hmm. But, but hopefully she'll be coming in uh, like a year or so. Mm-hmm. But, yep. So if you want to watch her playthroughs, she has a um, YouTube channel where she does video game playthroughs and talks about Overwatch and things like that. And it's Elven Tempest at um, YouTube. So. I'll put the link in the in the info thing. Yeah. Too. Or try to. Sometimes when I do it, I, I mess it up, but... I'll, it's kind of hard. It's, I'll, it's... I'll try to make it work. <laughs> Give it your best shot. I appreciate it. <laughs> Ooh, and I watched Veronica. I know. I haven't watched Veronica yet. I thought about doing it today, and then I started What Remains of Edith Finch. Thanks for nothing, but I'm hoping we'll, I'm hoping we'll review Veronica, um, not, maybe not next week, but, well, maybe, I don't know. I'm gonna see Whatever. if I watch it. I'll, I'll be taking notes diligently in between screams, or no screams, who knows. I've, I've heard mixed stuff about how it's the scariest movie of our generation, and then other people being like, why would you say shit like that? It wasn't that scary. I didn't think it was that scary. I know, I feel like you and me... And a lot of our friends who like scary stuff, like, maybe we have a different level of, like, what we consider scary, or the stuff that scares us is different from what scares other people, because I have not seen a movie in a long time that I was genuinely, like, unnerved by or scared of, and I, I want, I want that. I want to be scared again, but I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to feel things. I just want to feel afraid. Honestly, the things that scare me the most are video games, because you're having to, like, interact with this terrifying world. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that might actually be why movies aren't as scary to me anymore. Yeah, you're like, man, if they mess up, they did it, not me. If yep. I was in there, I would do this, and I wouldn't be dead. But then you're in a video game, and you're like, ah, dash shucks. I did the thing, and I'm still dead. I messed up. <laughs> Nah, I haven't actually played a scary, scary game in a while. I played Speed Dating for Ghosts, and it's not scary. It's just dating ghosts and a lot of talk about death and dying. I started a game on stream called Ghosts of Miami, which so far is pretty fun, although the mechanics of it are a little hard and the saving system I don't love. But um, it's more of a detective game. I think the ghosts are the ghosts of crime. There, there are no ghosts so far, which I'm kind of disappointed by. I don't know why I thought there was real ghosts. I took it very literally. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, I wanted the ghosts. I'm excited for, um, what is it? It's like a... Ghost prom. Dating... Monster yeah, prom. Yeah. 
Monster Prom. It seems like it's going to be fun. When's it coming out? I think in April. Ah, oh, so close. Oh. I might be wrong. It might be March. Let me, I'll have to check. You know what I'm excited about coming out? Is a Wrinkle Lit. in Time. Ooh, yeah. That's soon. That's in like a few days, right? Um, I think it comes out March 10th, so I don't know if it's going to be this next weekend or... God, what day is it even? Today's the 4th. Where am I? Oh, man. I saw... Yeah. Hopefully I can see it next weekend. I've been seeing a movie every Sunday using my movie pass, and it's been great because I love to see movies, but I'm really bad at doing it, and so every Sunday... I just go and I see a movie by myself and there have been tears and there's been gasping next to a bunch of strangers, but I've done it. I've seen a bunch of movies that I think otherwise I just would have kept waiting and waiting and never done it. And that's what I'm going to do next weekend with The Wrinkle in Time. Hot dog. Hot dog. Did you see Annihilation today? No. Ah, oh, boo. I was going to say, we could talk about Annihilation real quick. Nope. <laughs> well, apparently Annihilation is also coming to Netflix. So if you didn't see it in the theater this week, you can watch it on Netflix, like, later in March. <laughs> Which kind of makes me nervous, but the other part of me is like, whatever. They've been doing so much weird stuff with, with distribution that it might not have anything to do with the actual, like, how good the movie is. Which... I enjoyed it, but I would say it was more sci-fi, not so much horror, more like suspense, but it's just super weird, heady sci-fi. So if you're into that, I would definitely give it a shot. I have seen a lot of reactions that are just people kind of being like, uh, hmm, 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 <laughs> but I mean, if anything, it's super, I don't know if I would say it's beautiful because it's also it's a little bit gory at parts but like visually it's just very stunning even the gore is is that was one of my gasps was one gory part but uh but I really enjoyed it for the most part even though when it was done I was like ah my I, I think I'm I'm not very smart because I don't I don't know if I know what this is supposed to be about but you know I guess that's that's just how it's gonna be Hmm. 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 I'm trying to think of anything else scary I've seen or done. I got nothing. Yeah, that's all I got. We've, we've done it. It's a 30-minute episode. Can you believe it? Barely. <laughs> I think we'll probably... I like the idea of doing Veronica, just because that's also... It's the, um, the director from uh, Wreck, which I don't know if you pronounce it record or or wreck or whatever, but it's like a found footage uh, Spanish language horror film that I really, really like. And so I was excited that this was the same director. So we'll we'll see. But I think we are going to talk about that next week. So if, if you don't care about spoilers, then just listen to it. But if you want to know what we're talking about, maybe if you have Netflix, take a chance to, or take a, a minute to watch that this week. And by a minute, I mean however long the movie is i enjoyed it it just wasn't like i wasn't scared of it oh uh, well then that that makes me feel better i was worried when when you said you had watched it and i was like how was, was it really scary and you were like ah, ah, and i was like oh no is it bad is it not good no it's not bad <laughs> it's it was good it was just it, it just didn't scare me mm -hmm. like well we'll talk more about it next week but 
add that to your Netflix queue because I think we're going to talk about it next week. Yeah. If you want to uh, stay stay updated on our episodes and stuff, you can uh, subscribe on iTunes. We're also on Google Play, um, and we're hosted on Podbean. So I think they have an app if you would prefer to listen through that. We can also be found on Twitter at Ghost Emoji Show. And if you have any suggestions, stories, just want to say hi or whatever, then you can email us at ghostemojipodcast at gmail.com. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Becca has our, our final message of the of the day. I do? She's She's been working real hard on it. Uh, stay spooky. That was beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. No, no problem. <laughs> I never could have done it without you. Becca? Are you still there? Yep. Okay, I was going to say, oh god, <laughs> oh god, she's gone. I'm all alone. I'm so scared. The man from Torrid took me. Oh no, he took you to his, his beautiful vineyard. But you're going to live the rest of your life with Francois, that jet-setting man from Torrid. Okay, okay bye! bye.